This is the LexisNexis California Legal News Podcast. Litigation news stories from recent issues of LexisNexis Mealies. Current and targeted legal news and litigation reports. LexisNexis Legal News. 2009 nominee in the ABA Journal Blog 100. The best legal blogs is selected by the ABA Journal's editors. A California appeals panel on January 11th held that a man ordered to pay $9 million in punitive damages for secretly videotaping entertainer Michael Jackson and two of his attorneys aboard an airplane in 2003 is entitled to a new trial unless the attorneys accept a reduced award. Saying the punitive award violates Jeffrey Borer's due process rights, the Second District California Court of Appeal panel reversed it and remanded for a new trial unless attorneys Mark Garagos and Eugene Harris agree to a reduced award of $400,000 for Garagos and $200,000 for Harris. The panel also reversed the $2.25 million compensatory award and remanded unless the attorneys agree to a reduced award of $150,000. Garagos and Harris sued Bohr, alleging invasion of privacy and other claims. After it was learned, they and Jackson had been secretly videotaped on a flight aboard a chartered plane owned by Bohr. The appeals panel found the compensatory award was excessive because there was no evidence that Garagos and Harris sustained physical or severe psychological injuries. Turning to the punitive damages award, the panel found abundant evidence that Bohr acted with malice in his attempt to violate the attorney-client privilege and profit from it, but said he did not cause any physical harm and that the targets of his conduct were not financially vulnerable. Furthermore, it said the episode appeared to be an isolated incident. The First District California Court of Appeal has reversed decertification of a class of dentists who claim a manufacturer misrepresented the procedures its teeth cleaning device could perform. The appeals court said Proposition 64's changes to the unfair competition law do not require individualized reliance. The court explained that in its ruling in Tobacco II, the California Supreme Court established that Prop 64's standing requirements apply only to the class representative and that only the representative need demonstrate reliance. Here, the court said it's abundantly clear that the trial court incorrectly believed that each class member must establish standing, thereby requiring the court to delve into individual proof of material reliance and resulting change. Tobacco II has dispatched that reasoning, and therefore reversal is appropriate, the court said. A putative class action was filed in 2004 in San Francisco Superior Court on behalf of dentists who purchased Dentsply International's Cavitron ultrasonic scaler. The lawsuit alleged Dentsply marketed the Cavitron as safe for oral surgery, but that in reality its design allows bacteria to collect in its tubing, making it impossible to sterilize. In what it calls one of the largest cases of software piracy in history, a software company filed a complaint in California federal court January 5th against several entities, including the People's Republic of China, for the claimed infringement of its Internet content filtering program. Solid Oak Software tells the Central District of California the Chinese government has led a campaign to infringe Solid Oak's CyberSitter program, quote, disseminating it to tens of millions of end users in China. Solid Oak says the Chinese government employed software firms to steal approximately 3,000 lines of code from CyberSitter to create the Green Dam Youth Escort Filtering Program. Green Dam was then used, according to Solid Oak, to block not only pornographic and violent content, 
but also political and religious content expressing views different from those of the Chinese government. In addition to the Chinese government and the software company, Solid Oak named seven computer manufacturers as defendants, charging them with misappropriation of trade secrets and unfair competition under California law, federal copyright infringement, and civil conspiracy. A creditor owned by online auction house eBay was hit with a class action lawsuit January 4th, accusing the company of bilking consumers by charging inflated interest rates and fees. Kyle Sawyer filed a class action lawsuit in the Northern District of California, naming Bill Me Later Incorporated and eBay as defendants. Sawyer claims Bill Me Later charges consumers' annual interest rates as high as 100% after accounting for various transaction fees. He claims such actions violate California usury laws, which cap the interest non-bank entities can charge at 10%. Sawyer alleges Bill Me Later entered into an agreement with Utah-based CIT Bank to provide banking services, thereby exempting the company from usury laws, and claims Bill Me Later, not CIT, is making the decisions on whether to grant consumers loan requests and whether to fund those loans. According to Sawyer, Bill Me Later determines if a customer qualifies to make a purchase on credit. CIT then makes the loan, and Bill Me Later repurchases the obligation. The practice is known as a round-trip transaction. Sawyer classifies the practice as a bait-and-switch scheme. Broadcom Corporation announcing December 29th it reached an agreement in principle to settle a shareholder securities fraud class action lawsuit alleging the company and its former officers engaged in illegal historical stock option accounting practices for $160.5 million. Broadcom shareholders alleged that the company's officers and directors manipulated certain Broadcom stock option grants to benefit themselves and artificially inflate the company's stock price. Broadcom says under the proposed settlement, claims against it will be dismissed with prejudice in exchange for the $160.5 million cash payment. It maintains the plaintiff's claims are without merit and continues to deny any liability or wrongdoing. The Ninth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals in late December ruled a police officer who is alleged to have used his taser gun in an excessive manner is not entitled to qualified immunity to protect him from a lawsuit filed by the person he tasered. The lawsuit against the Coronado, California Police Department and one of its officers alleged excessive force, assault and battery, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. A Southern District of California judge granted summary judgment to the police department but held the officer was not entitled to qualified immunity, noting a reasonable jury could determine the officer used excessive force. The Ninth Circuit affirmed, noting, though tasers are considered non-lethal force, they are not synonymous with non-excessive force, and said the officer failed to show his use of his taser gun was justified. The court explained that not only was the plaintiff standing unarmed at a distance of 15 to 25 feet, but the physical evidence demonstrated the individual was not even facing the officer when he was shot. The Ninth Circuit on December 29th affirmed the Northern District of California's dismissal of a class action lawsuit filed by Holocaust survivors who claimed the Vatican Bank accepted millions of dollars of their valuables that were stolen by Nazi sympathizers. The court found the Foreign Sovereign Immunity Act preempted claims against the Vatican Bank. In 1999, groups of Ukrainian, Russian, and Belarusian Holocaust victims sued the Vatican Bank, the Franciscan Order, the Croatian Liberation Movement, and various other banks, claiming the defendants profited from the genocidal acts of a political regime that was installed by the Nazi Party during World War II. The plaintiffs sought damages on claims of conversion, unjust enrichment, restitution, human rights violations, and violations of international law. 
The Ninth Circuit on December 30th affirmed the Northern District of California federal judge's decision to dismiss a class action lawsuit that alleged the Apple iPod music player was defective because it poses an unbearable risk of noise-induced hearing loss to its users. Plaintiffs claim the iPod earbuds were designed to be placed deep in the ear canal, which increases the danger of hearing damage. The Ninth Circuit panel, though, found the plaintiffs did not allege the iPods failed to do anything they were designed to do, nor allege they or any others have suffered or are substantially certain to suffer inevitable hearing loss or other injury from iPod use. The court said the plaintiff suggested only that users have the option of using an iPod in a risky manner, not that the product lacks any minimum level of quality. A putative class of homeowners filed an amended class action complaint in the California federal court December 22nd, accusing a home builder of negligence as it relates to water damage sustained by homes manufactured by builder Skyline Homes. The action alleges Skyline designed, built, and sold manufactured homes without adequate weather-resistant barriers on the home's exterior walls. Homeowners of Skyline's manufactured homes have reported moisture-related problems, including bugs, mold, mildew, and rot because of the lack of weather-resistant sheets that are typically placed between a home's exterior walls and siding. Visit the LexisNexis store for all your legal book and software needs. The store offers thousands of titles to help you in the practice of law and in managing the business of your legal practice. You can reach our e-commerce site by clicking on the Store tab at the top of the LexisNexis homepage or by going to LexisNexis.com store. If you'd like more information on these and other California cases, visit www.LexisNexis.com forward slash mealies. The LexisNexis California Legal News Podcast, written by the editors of Mealy Publications, current and targeted legal news and litigation reports. The LexisNexis California Legal News Podcast, copyright 2010 by LexisNexis, a division of Reed Elsevier Incorporated. LexisNexis, total practice solutions. This is Steve Bursler. Thank you for listening.